0: welcome pleasure lovers to another episode on the pleasure talks podcast i am so excited today because we have the amazing at the bi bong babe she's amazing her name is lenny and we're going to be talking a lot about sexuality and especially bisexuality so thank you much for joining us for another dope episode please get your bongs your papers your flower ready and come sesh with us just as a disclaimer we do at the beginning of every podcast this podcast is not to treat cure or diagnose absolutely anybody for cannabis consumption use it's an amazing platform for people to share their own sexual experiences and help other people around the world because pleasure is amazing so i'm really, really 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 excited (laughs) to start this podcast with you guys today so let's say hi to lenny how are you today love
1: i'm doing great i'm feeling great i've been smoking my favorite gelato all day so ready and smiley as always yummy gelato is so good and it's so
0: popular here in canada and especially Mm -hmm. here in toronto like gelato, gelato is the gas that everybody's
1: always looking for exactly exactly
0: (laughs) one of my faves for sure always have to have it around i'm excited to have you here i personally met Lenny, uh, probably a few weeks ago at a cannabis pop-up shop. We were so excited to just meet and mingle together. She actually bought one of my new Acapulco gold jewelry, which is a new jewelry line I started, um, and she absolutely loved it. We just really wanted to connect, and I'm so happy that you're here today.
1: <laughs> yes, I've been rocking those uh, earrings ever since. Honestly, I've been looking for uh, obviously Canadian brand and I support women's business always. So I was so excited when I saw you set up shop. I was like, I had to be the first one there to grab my earrings.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I love that. It was so important for me that I did that because I've been in the industry for like eight years now. And I felt like jewelry is such a huge outlet of mine. So I wanted to really pair the two together.
1: Mm-hmm. But nice I, pieces, and I, I can't wait to see where else you take the collection by the way because I'll be sure to grab everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have new pieces coming out! Sorry, guys, shameless promotion, <laughs> but
0: we really do. <laughs> Love it, love it. But anyways, back to cannabis and pleasure. So going back to youth at the Bybong mm-hmm. Bay, which I love your social media platform and I love how publicly you speak about sexuality. So let's just jump right on in. So how had, what was your journey really on finding out what cannabis was? What was your experience in those very beginning times for you?
1: Yeah, so I mean, um, I had to think back to be honest with you to figure out, you know, how young was I really when I got introduced to cannabis? I would say I was around 17 years old, to be honest, so high school. Um, I grew up in a small town, so I feel like, you know, there's always cannabis around, especially I had an older brother, so he was the one that had the access. Um, but I remember actually the first time I think was I was having a party at my own home, uh, and yeah, I went out to the garage and the joints were being passed around. So I hopped right in the circle and definitely felt comfortable. I remember I was with, you know, people that I had grown up with and I think my brother was out there too. So I love that I had that kind of safe space. I hope that everybody has that, like opportunity when they are introduced to cannabis because, um, it, that really sparked my interest in it. And I had such a good experience that of course I continued on from there.
0: I love that. I'm from a, not a small town. I'm from a big town, Toronto, (laughs) but I'm from a Canadian town. And I feel like in Canada, we have such a huge cannabis culture um, that, you know, we're kind of introduced to it maybe a little bit earlier than um, other people would maybe have. But um, at the same time, we have a very positive um, relationship with cannabis. It's never like, oh, don't look at that. It's just like, oh, your grandfather is uh, passing me a joint what do I say yeah (laughs) it's a little bit different but uh, that's that's really awesome that you mentioned that you also mentioned that it was such a safe space for you to consume for the first Mm time Uh, tell our listeners why it's so important do you think having a safe space in your first session what we can really do to cultivate that safe space
1: definitely I mean uh, always I also promote like um, consciously consuming Um, so I think that that just plays in with a a safe space. So really knowing uh, what kind of product you have. Um, So, I mean, at that time, I obviously didn't know what was in the joint, but knowing that my brother was there and like people I grew up with, I figured it was safe. Um, So, and then obviously a safe space, uh, having people around there, good positive energy, then when you're consuming, that's going to be the nice outcome that you have feeling good.
0: I love that. It's so true. It really does. It completely can make or break that first initial introduction, which I think is incredibly Mm -hmm. important, especially when I think people like you and me see cannabis as such a positive thing in our life. The last thing we want to do is share it with a friend and have a bad experience.
1: And I know.
0: What you mentioned in terms of conscious consumption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was funny because that was the name of the cannabis yoga studio I used to teach at years ago. Oh,
1: nice!
0: <laughs> but conscious consumption—what I think about that is like having the actual intention of that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is going to be your first time, we're going to do it, and we're going to watch a movie, you know, or we're yeah. going to do it and we're going to have sex. We're not like we're going to do it, and maybe we'll go on a ride and go around to the woods, or maybe we'll do a picnic because then like. It's your first time and you're having to juggle all of these mixing um, different things into the experience that it could be very overwhelming. So the intention, I love that aspect. Um, I don't talk about it enough, but it's definitely heavily key to having a great experience.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think you can consume maybe less or um, just consume better too when you are not going in it, knowing what you want to do. Like, okay, I'm ready to relax. Um, and it's part of the experience. And then of course, like you say, like ready to relax and do some yoga or watch a movie and whatever else. But um, Right.
0: And start small and go slow, especially if yeah. it's your first time, you know, you people are shocked. It takes a very little bit of cannabis, but it goes a long way.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so yeah.
0: you know, just enjoy that little puff here and there for the first time, and just slowly ease yourself into it because it does take time to kick in as well. So there is yeah, that sure. entourage effect. <laughs> yeah, it's <sad> as well. <laughs> so how has cannabis um, affected your um, your? Relationships, I guess, is to say, before we even get into sexuality, but how has cannabis really um, helped your experience in um, relationships? Would you say?
1: I mean, I have definitely had a couple of different relationships in my life. <laughs> um, and so, right now, my current relationship. Definitely, we bonded over cannabis. Um, So, we met over Instagram uh, and uh, slid in those DMs. Exactly. (laughs) Success. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about cannabis, obviously, to start off, and it was kind of surrounded by the edibles as well. Um, And, yeah, like our first time meeting, uh, we went to a vapor lounge. Um, So, you know, that relationship really sparked off with cannabis. I've had other relationships in the past where I feel like I had kind of had to hide my, um, cannabis consumption, um, (laughs) which is never a good feeling. Um, especially when you are using it, um, to kind of help, um, with mental health or anything like that, then to also add that pressure on top of it, um, and not really feel yourself. So there's been that aspect as, as well that I've had to experience, um, So, I mean, I've, I've had both. Um, and then obviously some family relationships, uh, in terms of my sexuality, um, you know, some of those things got strained in terms of my cannabis consumption. Once legalization hit in Canada, I decided, uh, there's no need to hide that anymore. Um, so, uh, especially I, you know, I'm an independent woman, so I just respect boundaries. (laughs) Um, but you know, um, definitely I'm just in charge of, of who I am. And then that way, whether it comes to my sexuality or cannabis consumption, I am who I am. And I always have good vibes around me.
0: I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so true how, I love how you mentioned you have very different types of relationships and they all have been incredibly yeah. different in terms of your cannabis use. And mm-hmm. it's so true. <laughs> yes. It's just like as complex as cannabis can be, it's, you know, people have their complex ideas on cannabis as well, um, pro or non-pro, um, but it's very interesting in dealing with relationships. Um, I want to really focus today's podcast around, you know, bisexuality and, you know, finding yourself in sexuality and maybe even through cannabis. Do you think cannabis was a great tool in you um, exploring your sexuality and finding yourself?
1: Yeah, I think, um, honestly, that's a great question because I think cannabis in general has really improved my life in in general, and I know a lot of people who um, consume daily would say that um but i was thinking about um my time in university so i took a course called philosophy of love and sex which of course would be very um mind-blowing especially coming from a small town once i found out some of these philosophy courses i really like dove right in um and of course doing those i i was consuming cannabis while I was studying. And honestly, sometimes, of course, while even while I was going to, uh, going into class. Um, and so I think in that aspect, for sure, cannabis opened my mind. Um, and then even in like the educational sense, courses like that really did open my mind. I went to Ryerson. We were very, um, pro LGBT, um, very much, Uh, open and free space there. Um, So it was great to kind of find myself once I came to the big city um, and as well in finding myself, cannabis consumption became a daily thing. So I think the two just simultaneously came hand in hand and maybe it became from Toronto. Um, But uh, I definitely love that I found both once I I came here. I really found myself.
0: Oh, I love that. I think Like what it sounds like is cannabis was really like the catalyst from like, you know, just you opening up with your group of friends to really just opening up as a person and seeing what else is out there. And what I kind of see cannabis as, especially even like I mentioned, being a cannabis yoga teacher, it's so incredibly good at really opening your consciousness and being um, very aware on that, where you are in life and and like what your true callings and pleasures are and just gives you the non-judgment and safe space to explore. I feel Mm -hmm. when baked (laughs) personally, (laughs) I can definitely vouch for, um, you know, I always felt that if I were, um, you know, using cannabis before going to a sex club or going, you know, into a sexual experience or a sex party, I always felt very comfortable in who Mm -hmm. I am and comfortable in, doing things that were exciting and new to me, but knowing that I was getting called to them and just going through with it. And that has been as an incredible, um, eye opener to my bisexuality. And it's been a very loving space because of cannabis and not only because of cannabis, but it's definitely been really healing because it's just healing on its own. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. I think also what I love about cannabis is it kind of removes that feeling of like shame. So even Mm -hmm. as you're kind of discovering your sexuality and you're going through um, kind of even the turmoil within yourself, um, I think as bisexuality and and bisexual people also, um, I think at a point you kind of question about pansexuality, I would assume I did myself. Um, And, you know, I think that is a valid um, sexual orientation, but I think it is important to also remain true to yourself and then just stick up for bisexuality because I felt um, at a time I kind of wavered um, to know who I wanted to uh, be allied with and and show my pride with. Um, And I think truly I am bisexual. um, So also I feel like cannabis was able to help me remove that kind of shame or just kind of, help me through questioning those times as well.
0: Yeah, most definitely. It's a great toolbox to have in your sexual journey, just period. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, your journey through exploring sexuality is incredibly key, of course, but um, cannabis could be a, a huge front runner there as well. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, you know, What was it like for the first, when you first, I guess, found out that you were bisexual? Like what was that kind
1: of sexual awakening for you and what was that like? I mean, definitely. When you look back on it, you can see like times in your past when, yeah, there was more, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, other things that you know should have been the, uh, the, the eye opener younger. But nonetheless, again, like once I came to Toronto, um, I, I ended up having like my first partner. They were uh, more on like non-binary, um, so. But I discovered I was part of the LGBT community at that time. And uh, so, of course, living right downtown, being on Church Street all the time, uh, those were the only clubs I went to, you know, in, in Frosh Year and Frosh Week and, and university in general. So definitely felt part of that community. Um, and I think also truly like coming from a small town and being used to that community feeling um I was able to find that within the LGBT community in Toronto so I love that um and I definitely encourage anybody to go and have a good time on Church Street with uh, obviously your group of friends and explore your sexuality that way um Mm -hmm. because it's such a great time um and yeah so I mean once that happened um and then again like uh after that relationship, um, just continued to explore my bisexuality, didn't limit myself to feeling like I had to date one gender or the other, um, and then continue to just grow from there. But um, at the same time, like I said, I, I the main thing I realized um, with my sexuality is just to... Um, always stand for it because I felt like when I was in a relationship with a female, I constantly had to tell people I was bisexual and not a lesbian. (laughs) Um, And then also if you're with a male, I feel like it is important to still uh, remind everyone that yes, I'm still bisexual. That does not uh, go away dependent on who I'm dating. So um, again, just the reason why I choose to promote bisexuality and try and stand up for the community is for all those reasons of, um, feeling invisible a lot of the time.
0: Mm, I totally, yeah, I could totally relate to that. Um, I was in, um, um, a side relationship, uh, for a really long time and I was dating this man and I knew that I was actually engaged to this man (laughs) and I knew that I (laughs) still wanted to sexually explore even with women. And that was still Mm -hmm. something that was very important to me and, um, I'm really happy that we had that conversation that, because I brought it up, because I just literally could not live with that without having myself express that. So I knew I just had to get it off uh, my chest. And when I brought it up, we decided to go into a polyamorous relationship, which was very interesting. So open on both sides. And um, what was so cool is that we both found out we were bisexual, which is really cool. Nice. <laughs> nice. Which is really... Um, <laughs> Eye-opening for the both of us, but it was a, a very amazing sexual um, awakening that I wouldn't change for the world. And it really just comes from, you know, f- having that safe space and that community and that support to really go through it. Not obviously everybody needs that, but it definitely helps, especially if you have shame and stigma or you know anything like tabooness to, tied towards sexuality. A thousand mm-hmm. percent, because it could be difficult. Um, I would constantly like be told like you're not. Of course, just because I was um, engaged to a guy. So I can totally hear that. And I'm sure so many listeners agree to that um, we can still be by and we still want to be. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are your thoughts on like, aren't you? not, like, what are your thoughts, but, like, aren't you tired of hearing that bi women are unicorns? Like, I hear it all the time, unicorn night, like, what are your thoughts on, you know, bi women being unicorns today?
1: Yeah, like, you mean, like, just not existing or, like, being hard to find? (laughs) I think, like, I think I'm still, like, even on just digesting the term,
0: like, the unicorn, because I find it, like, Almost like, I I don't want to say, but like almost find it very predatory, like finding a unicorn, like hunting down a unicorn, you know, it's like, it's so, it's so heavy and harsh. It's just like, yes, there are bi women that exist, but don't like, you know, go all crazy in a sex club trying to hunt us down, (laughs) you know, we're just wanting pleasure and safe security as anybody else would. But, um, obviously sex clubs have lots of nights. Um, set up for us. Um, But what are your thoughts on, yeah, women by women being unicorns?
1: I mean, in general, I kind of have, I feel like an opposite perspective where I feel like I believe every woman is bisexual, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then I don't want to ever feel like you have to feel predatorial, like anybody's coming after you. Um, But I just think that everybody should just, you know be respectful of everybody's sexuality. (laughs) I'm not sure. I feel like
0: I know so many unicorns, guys. It's like not a unicorn. It's like a dog. Like everybody knows.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Especially, I feel like honestly, all the females, um, that I'm surrounded with, I feel like do, do identify with bisexuality. So, um, I mean, some don't, of course, and I don't think that everybody has to, but I really feel like on some sort of spectrum, and again, I feel like males too on some sort of spectrum for all come back to humanity um, can be on some sort of spectrum of sexuality that doesn't have to be um, on one sided. But anyhow, um, but yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I feel like uh, I don't have too many unicorns in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. There's ton in Toronto. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm down at the lake shore. It's a nice vibe over here. <laughs> It is. It's gorgeous. The city really is beautiful.
0: <laughs> so, going back to our questions, uh, being a pleasureful by people that we are, um, yes. how do you think cannabis has helped you explore, really, in the bedroom?
1: Yeah. So. Again, like I think whenever you're consuming consciously, then all of a sudden you can hunt. Maybe that's where I prefer <laughs> to hunt. I hunt down the strains. That's what I'm hunting. Oh, you <laughs> um, hunt strains. I hunt down the strains because yeah, if then I'm looking for some sort of uh, sexual experience, you know, a good night or, you know, I'm going to try and find something to keep on the shelf for when I am feeling like it's going to be the right time. Those are the strains that you got to hunt down. So I definitely, um, you know, have had... Uh, a strain called love potion. Yeah. Definitely. That one was the first one that lived up to, uh, the name. It definitely, uh, was arousing and all of that. Um, and then again, uh, one that I've had recently was called sweeties. Um, again, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a look at like always the strain lineage. And so that one came from Tahoe. So now I know whenever I Ooh, Tahoe's good, Exactly. So whenever I find a nice Tahoe, uh, I'm definitely going to keep it around so then I can have those amazing sexual nights. So um, again, I think once you find the right strain that works for you, it can allow you to not be so in your head when you're um, having a sexual experience with a partner. Um, you can kind of, um, experience, experience more, experiment more, um, of course, and, and just get out of your head. I think every sexual experience to me is, is I always see it as fun. Um, so that always allows me to have a good outcome. It's never about, um, like orgasm or anything like that. Um, it's always about just enjoying time with your partner. And so when you find the right strains, that's a, a great addition to the bedroom. I love it. You keep it super playful. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I I don't want anything to ever be uh, pressured. That's not the right feeling whenever it comes to a sexual experience. Right, and for yeah. our
0: new listener, she mentioned you know knowing the right strain in the bedroom well, that works well for you, and you know mm-hmm. one strain that works great for Lenny might not be working for me, Antoinette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's important that you know we have a strain journal in the beginning of our cannabis um, journey and writing down different strains, you know, using the products and then coming back and writing like a review to see if it worked for you because only you will know. Unfortunately, exactly That's the name of the game. <laughs>
1: Exactly. But that's definitely um, how I started with my cannabis journey. Um, Writing strains down, knowing the effects, remembering where I got it from, um, you know, those kinds of things. And then uh, from there, you really, once you find the passion for it, um, then it just comes naturally. That's
0: awesome yeah it's so incredibly rewarding i when i first had my strain journal years ago i found out certain genetics wouldn't work well for me like white widow white castle any like Mm -hmm. specific like white genetics would constantly give me headaches like Mm -hmm. no idea why which sucks because everybody's like white castle's amazing (laughs) (laughs) no exactly
1: no exactly Um, and then that's it you have your um, strains that you stick away from and that again just creates more of a pleasurable experience whatever you're consuming can because you know which ones are not giving you the right time, um so it's it's honestly great, and i would I would encourage everybody to make sure that they know what they're consuming
0: Just talking about strains right now off the top of my head, I love Jean Guy Jean Guy is such a good strain in the bedroom. It almost oh, yeah. makes me feel like I'm on mushrooms. It's so cool, it's so like mm-hmm. philosophical. And yeah, it's just very, very, very cool outlook that um, Jean Guy can give you. Um, nice. I love it. And I love a good pink kush for, you know, of course, you know, feeling, good. <laughs> feeling
1: good. Really. <laughs> That's definitely one for the ladies. Always, uh, if you can find a pink, um, a nice hybrid. So a pink Tahoe is an amazing strain <laughs> for the bedroom. Dope. Yeah. So, um, black to cannabis
0: in the bedroom. Have you ever like played around with like um, cannabis lubricants, cannabis oils, or massages? Like, how how do you like to get, like, infuse your bedroom experience?
1: Definitely. I mean, I'm all about topicals to be honest with you. And um, generally, I feel like my love language is is touching. So, <laughs> I do give several massages. Um, I love uh, CBD and THC um, topicals and um, lavender and things like that. Um, I've had, um, lubricants around, I can't remember like a specific occasion that was fantastic with it. Um, so I'm not much for that, but, uh, definitely, I know that there's benefits, um, for that. Um, and, uh, obviously if it's organic, I would, I would approve of it. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And I mean, also edibles, um, like you mentioned, mushrooms, uh, you can have, fun and feeling great other ways again mushrooms I feel like typically make me feel very touchy feely so um, experimenting with that as well can can be a good time but what about yourself (laughs) the last time I tried
0: mushrooms in the bedroom oh my god it was so intense (laughs) I don't even think I could like finish yeah (laughs) Yeah, it definitely lasted a lot longer than expected that was really funny I I was like, I I just remember, kept saying like, I can see my orgasm, like I can (laughs) see so many crazy colors right now, and my eyes are closed, and it was just a lot. It's very visual, very hallucinogenic. It's an Mm -hmm. awesome time.
1: Um, Make sure you have some water close by in case you need a little rest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Back to cannabis. Cannabis is a little bit more friendlier in the bedroom. It's not hallucinogenic. So you will not be seeing colors. Um, but it's, it's really good. Even topicals. I love topicals in the bedroom. giving like a very essential mm-hmm. massage just to get your partner into that intimacy and loving space, you know, wash away the, the stress of the day through a massage. I absolutely love massages.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Me too. Me too. Yeah. They're so yummy. Um, And uh, lubes. I absolutely love lubes. I like to put like a CBD tincture into my lubes and just shake it up or just put the tincture directly onto my vulva. And I find that using CBD lubes are so incredibly great. I love using them more so like when I masturbate, of course, just because it's just such an incredible experience. It's like, (laughs) you know, using your favorite part, uh, your favorite sex toys with your favorite lube. It's just makes it so much easier to obtain orgasm with Cannabis Loop. It's the THC that's so incredibly good at heightening your sensitivity to touch and the CBD that's really relaxing those pelvic muscles so you can really enjoy that juicy orgasm. So it's really all of those cannabinoids working together. You know, if you have pain during intercourse, CBD will really put that away. You know, if you have sexual trauma like smoking, cannabis can be incredibly um, great for melting that away. So mm-hmm. there's so many nice. different like bedroom hacks that we can use and uh, it's a really fun time to be alive in the bedroom that's for sure we're also thinking of doing a 30-day pleasure challenge which i'm so excited about okay cannabis and pleasure challenge so if you guys are interested make sure to subscribe to our mailing list because the email will be going out shortly this is gonna be really fun so make sure to do that But uh, back to Lenny, Um, what are your favorite ways to consume these days? How do you
1: like to consume? Definitely. Well, I mean, my name doesn't lie. The bongs are definitely my favorite (laughs) way to consume. Um, I feel like, uh, of course, everyone starts with a joint um, and you grow from there and a little bubbler and then moved on. But I love bongs. Um, I love that I know how much I like need um to just get high I guess and feel good um and then also my partner spokes from his bong um so I find that very sexy whenever I see him smoking it as well and now we have our nice glass collection together um oh, awesome. so you know it's definitely I'm a bong girl for sure um but as you know you may talk about like love language and things like that like I do feel like I'm a little bit different dependent on how I'm smoking so bong of course is all day um that's my go-to but um you know I do like to get a joint or a blunt rolled for me and I might feel like more submissive but then I also love being more dominant and dabbing everybody (laughs) out so um you come over to our place and you're gonna get a dab um, I want an (laughs) invite (laughs) come on over it's gonna happen um so I love uh that you know but also I love the glass that comes along with bongs and um and dab rigs, of course so it's like art and uh, consumption at the same time, both my favorite, <laughs> my both my favorite ways.
0: I love that. And actually, you're <laughs> the first that is chosen the same smoking method as I, I love my bongs. I have always yes. loved my bongs. I have done multiple PSA public service announcements oh, on bongs. Okay, guys, like bongs are not just for college dorm rooms they're also for like amazing women that just like to have a good hit you know it's hard to get a good hit out of a pipe or a spliff or all of that stuff it's just not the same and uh, I love that you mentioned that because there's not enough of us I find I find that Finding a girl that likes bongs over blunts and spliffs is more of a unicorn than a finding uh, a bi woman.
1: <laughs> okay. There you go, you found me. <laughs> I found you uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. It's so, like, do you have a big bong collection, or do you have your oh, yeah. one go-to? Yeah, <laughs> I have so much. I have so much
0: glass. I love glass so much. I have like mm-hmm. limited edition glass. <laughs> exactly. Um, Yeah, and I have some designer glass pieces too, which is really cool. So I am obsessed with having bongs. It's honestly the only way I smoke. If I'm not smoking out of a bong, I'll probably smoke out of the Puffco, which is a dab um, bong that I have here Um, because like I don't want to roll like I could roll but why would I I don't want to don't make me
1: roll (laughs) I know and I always feel like it just takes up too much flour like even you know I could have an endless amount of flour and I'm just like it's too much (laughs) so wasteful yeah Yeah, exactly so incredibly wasteful
0: so we're on the same page (laughs) pro bongs let's go team bongs Mm -hmm. um team by bong babes (laughs) yes yay Awesome. So did you mention
1: that you were in a relationship now? Did you drop that nugget, the last answer? I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in a relationship now um, with a male and that comes after being in a relationship with a female for several years. So that was quite an adjustment. Um, Of course. But we, yeah, we we work, we live, we love, and uh, it all is surrounded by cannabis. So It's the best relationship I've honestly, uh, I've been in just because I can be so myself in regards to my cannabis consumption. So um, I do love that.
0: Yeah, that makes me so happy. It's so important to get a partner that's, on the same page of cannabis and if not at least is very accepting you know but the mm-hmm. fact that you, you got the golden ticket girl like if you guys yeah. are on the same page as cannabis it's absolutely beautiful i love that be personally it's a it's a really high priority to Dating me is on that list to have that same experience around cannabis because it really just changes you know how comfortable you are in that relationship that's why we really do need to honor our our partners if they smoke cannabis and you choose not to you really have to because it's a huge part of them um it majority really of the times you know um it's just the way it is because cannabis is so amazing okay if you haven't heard, exactly. It, now you're
1: heard. <laughs> exactly i will tell you all day every day how amazing this plant is you know what i mean and how um you can consume it in every which way just like you mentioned already we've talked about obviously smoking and topicals and um CBD and obviously edibles so it's it really does consume my whole life um, but for the better in, in my opinion and it helps with mental health and physical health and all of it. So um, I you know coming from a past relationship where you know at times I had to hide consumption or and again, I just didn't feel myself and try and encourage the other person to consume when it was like for medicinal purposes, um, you know that's hard. So uh, I do encourage everybody to find somebody that uh, they can truly be them, their full self with, because that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, it is yeah. to love each other and to respect this awesome plant. It's insane that, like you mentioned, like cannabis can be very over-consuming. Like almost even like consuming your whole life. It clearly mm-hmm. has for me. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, my whole life is surrounding cannabis, but for the better. Like you mentioned, like there's so much to cannabis. I know people that are creating, you know, hemp concrete and are making whole houses out of hemp these days, or, you know, creating fossil fuel from hemp and creating a natural green energy for airplanes in the future. So it can be overwhelming because there's so many fascinating applications in cannabis and medical benefits and cannabis and like you know textile applications like there's just so many ways that we can think of it that how could it not be you know and it it makes for tons of conversation if you're with the person for years what are you guys talking about i don't know it's always exactly. hard to <laughs> talk about something we'll never stop talking about cannabis a spot- exactly. smoking couple
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's always going to be a new strain to find and you know, there's always <laughs> going to be a new company to um, take a look at and, and something new to infuse. So <laughs> there's always so going to
0: be something. Fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. I absolutely love it. Dope. Well, this has been a really fun podcast episode um, to record with you. It's been really fun. Do you have any um, tips for our listeners that you would like to add?
1: Um, honestly, um, in regards to cannabis consumption, always know where you're getting your cannabis uh, from, make sure that, you know, it's safe <laughs> as well as your edibles, make sure that uh, of course, you know, your dosage and that it's coming from somewhere uh, safe. Um, and then also I, I always like to add, this is something that I try and encourage everybody to do that I meet in my life. Um, anybody that considers themselves an ally to the LGBT community, this simple little thing I think uh, really helps a lot. So, Whenever you wanna ask somebody new if they're in a a relationship, just ask it like that, non-gendered. Ask them, hey, are you in a relationship? Are you seeing somebody special? Because it really makes you feel as an LGBT person more comfortable to express yourself and say, hey, yes, I'm in a relationship with a female or uh, I'm in a relationship with a a male. So if you can make that one change if you aren't already doing that, I think um, that helps out any person in the LGBT community.
0: Thank you. That's a great tip. That's amazing yeah. because
1: it's it's it really does
0: help a lot. I yeah. know um, I was at a family gathering last week and I had my cousins in town and my cousins are pretty religious and they you know, they tell me that every every time I see them. Yeah. But um, they were they are super unexpected. Unaccepting of uh, my sexuality, and it's just so hard to hear constantly. And uh, but even just you were phrasing a question like that can be incredibly accepting for, for exactly. so many people and can really make us feel more comfortable where we are and uh, more accepted, which um, is just creates a safer space for us, really. Um, so exactly. I love that you mentioned it because everybody deserves. To feel accepted and you know loved and shared and cherished, right? There's no real reason that we should be putting down anybody for these types of things, which needs to change. You exactly. Know? So I'm sick of I'm, that
1: stuff. I'm pro kindness, <laughs> so I feel like um, that's a simple, a simple way to make somebody feel more comfortable. Um, if you're asking that question, you're obviously asking them something personal. So, um, you know, I think that that's exactly. a, an amazing way to just make somebody feel more, more accepted. Yeah. And I know,
0: I'm I'm sure a lot of our listeners will relate to that, you know, feeling on that kind of space, I guess, but just know that you're not alone and there's tons of communities for us, which is amazing. And, uh, yeah, reach up to us, join our private Facebook group, get on our DMs. We want to talk to you. Um, so it's, uh, thank you so much for jumping because this has been a really dope episode which I think was so incredibly needed a lot of people thank don't... you for having me <laughs> yeah right like you're awesome so happy that we made that pop-up um but I know that our listeners are gonna love this episode so much so yeah that's, that's really it <laughs> and we'll see you at the next one guys make sure to tune in and we'll see you then ciao
1: bye